from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Good morning. Tom Legring here at Sun City Country Club. My partner who normally joins us in the Tom and Terry show is uh, hes very fortunate or unfortunate in the fact that he's just been hired to be the superintendent of schools up in uh, Washington State. So um, he got his contract signed last night, and today he is working. So you're stuck with me for today, and I hope we'll have a great show. I uh, wanted to start out the day in talking about some of the things that we've been trying to work with with uh, our book, Success or Failure. And the purpose of it, as you all know, is to help individuals become more productive and understand the basic principles that we are not consumers, we are producers, no matter what our government says, we are not consumers, we are producers. And in order to be successful, we have to be able to produce a product that other people are willing to pay for. That's what keeps us in business. But with my book, that is not an economic engine for myself or for, for self-fulfillment. What it is, it's a book for helping people and the proceeds, when I sell the books, the proceeds go to help autistic kids. So I think I'll start out the program today talking about what we're doing to help autistic kids and some of the problems in that we've encountered. First of all, I thought that money would be the problem, and it's really not. It's getting uh, nonprofits to help us, that, that help autistic kids, to send us kids when we don't send them money. So I'm sponsoring uh, tournaments that raise money, and I raise money through the sale of my book, Success or Failure, the Choice is Yours. And what we're trying to accomplish here is to have a program here at Sun City Country Club here in uh, Sun City, Arizona. And what we're doing is we're producing a course of instruction that's being taught by Bob Schuer, who's a PGA professional with 30 years' experience. He's taught junior golf. He's golf instructor in summer programs in Colorado and Arizona and coached for six years for junior high and high school. Currently is instructing a Parkinson's clinic at the Sun City Country Club, and I've convinced him that having a special program that just helps autistic kids uh, is in the way. So what we tried to put it on last month. It's a one hour for four Saturdays in a row. So we did schedule it for last month, but we couldn't get enough kids. Now we we need ten kids. It's free to the parents. All they have to do is have their uh, their child here at the club. They stay for one hour, sit out on the patio, and watch the proceedings. They they don't have to participate. Uh, but they can, and they can see that the class that we're giving is teaching 
social skills and motor skills. We're not trying to teach people the game of golf and have them become PGA professionals or anything like that. We're trying to teach them the advantages of learning a game of a lifetime. This is something that I'm 75. I'm still playing and and at the best at the best level of my life, but it's a game that you don't have to play what's called par golf. You just have to play the best you can so that you enjoy being out with your friends and your family and you get to enjoy nature. You get to be out and have a game that, in my case, if I get five or six really great shots in a round of 80 or 90, I'm a happy camper, and I know that I'm not going to shoot 72. Uh, I've been in the 70s, but that depends on the weather, too. But (laughs) that's just a joke. But the idea is to have the kids come out and play and to learn the social skills and motor skills that they learn and develop themselves better so that they can follow the principle, success or failure, the choice is yours. And these these are things that we're trying to promote here. What we need, what we need my audience to help us with is if you know of any kids that live in the Sun City area, where the parents, anywhere in Phoenix, where the parents can bring the children here, um, 7 to uh, 18 age group. We're not holding fast. If the kids are well-mannered and can handle being in a group, um, they're more than welcome. We have three kids for this month's um, meeting in our classes, so that is we need seven more. We can handle seven more. So if there's anybody out there that knows of an autistic kid that would benefit from a program like this, we're more than happy to to welcome them. All they have to do is call Pro Shop, which is 623-933-1353. If you call in and uh, let them know that you have a child that's interested, just ask for Bob Schuler. He's probably out teaching lessons, but you can leave the message in the pro shop and and it'll get through to them. The class dates are going to be from 7.30 in the morning on Saturdays on uh, July 6th, 13, 20, and 27 this this year. So it actually says ages, uh, free clinic to ages 10 to 17. it's four one-hour classes, and uh, the first ten people that call in are going to be able to have their children in the class. So if you know of anybody, please feel free. Let me give you the number again. It's 623-933-1353. There's a sign-up sheet in the pro shop. You just have to call in and let somebody know. The only expense to the parent is transportation of the student to and from our facility. We're located in Sun City, Arizona. We're about three blocks north of Olive on 107th Avenue. That's Sun City, Arizona. So if you know somebody that wants to acquire social life lessons, develop motor skills, learn structure and rules, 
we have uh, special equipment that uh, we were able to have the PGA Southwest section uh, lend us. That's about a $3,000 setup of, of equipment specially made for beginners and children to learn the game. And again, we're not trying to teach your children how to be PGA professionals. We're trying to teach them the life lessons that come from the game of golf. And that's one of the big things that, that we're working on. So uh, I will bring that up at, the, at a later part in the show today, too. Uh, and again, as I'm going along and kind of stumbling through some of this, I really miss my partner, Terry. Uh, but I know that this school district there in Washington State is going to be more than happy to have him. He is really a wonderful teacher and a wonderful manager. Um, so anyway, on with our show and what we're trying to do. I'm looking, I work with uh, victims of, of domestic violence and teach them right out of the book. So what what we try to do is get nonprofits that want to help people, that whether it's homeless veterans, whether it's people that got laid off, it's people that haven't put their uh, work position back together, you've been laid off or you've been unemployed and now your unemployment's run out and there aren't places to help you. We don't we don't offer handouts. We don't offer shelter. What we do is offer life lessons where we tell people, if it is to be, it's up to me. Now, what does that exactly mean? If it is to be, it's up to me. You have to understand that it's time for you to write down what it is that you want to have happen with yourself. What do you life this life that you're living, whether you're unemployed or whether you're employed and having a very happy financial life, or if you're not as happy, no matter which range you're in, or as productive as you think you should be, where do you look for help? It's in the mirror. The bad news is that person that you look that looks back at you from the mirror, that's the person that's caused you all of your problems up to now. The good news is that's the person that can get you out of any of your problems that you have now. Nothing is insurmountable. So the point is how do you how do you do this if it is to be it's up to me, okay? If I take responsibility for my position, I'm not doing as well economically as I want. I'm not having the social things that I want in my life. Whatever it is, or if it's a combination of these things, have you ever written down your goals? I mean, did you sit down five years ago and plan to be unemployed? No. Well, that's the plan that you've been executing the non-plan, to fail to plan is the plan to fail. I'm sure you've heard that many times, people constantly, well, if you just get up off your rear end and go and work, things will work out. No, they don't. They don't just work out. They are planned, they're developed, they're manipulated times and, and goals have to be changed and altered. I was very fortunate as a young person because my dad taught me, because I'm basically lazy. He said, 
Well, Tom, if you want to have something in your life, you're going to have to have a goal, and you have to write it down. Well, he took me through my age 11 to 11 and a half to figure out what I wanted to be, all the jobs, and then it came down to, well, what is it that I really want? And then he had me narrow it down to three. And when I was 12, I had to tell him what I wanted to do. I wanted to be, was My three choices were carpenter, priest, or uh, cowboy. Well, guess what? I decided to be a carpenter because he took me to places where those kind of people, adults, worked in those professions. And I was able to make my decision. And it's something that I'm still not a carpenter, but I could always go back to the carpenter trade because it's a skill. It was something, even though though I'm 75, I would just not be out doing production work in the 109-degree heat. I would figure out how to do finish work, working inside in air conditioning. So there's all kinds of ways that you can support yourself, but that's a backup system. And what it came down to is my dad, the smart gentleman that he was, he knew that I was lazy, but he also knew that, if I would write down my goals, I would be able to achieve things in my life. And I've achieved a lot uh, that I'm very thankful for. The idea is how do, you, how do you continue? And it's called write a plan. Every year, every six months, I update my business plan here at Sun City Country Club where the fam- my family owns this golf course and, and country club. And my job as the CEO is to run it, okay? It's uh, it's a tough business because people don't have to spend money. It's not a need. It's a want. And how do you attract people? You have to make your golf course look really good. You have to have a plan. It doesn't just happen overnight. You have to plan to have things happen for you. So when you're looking at it, and I'm looking at myself and how do I fix myself, and I'm trying to give you a plan that you can do the same things. And it doesn't matter if you're reaching high or low or you just want to make enough money to get by. It doesn't matter. It just matters that you understand you can have anything that your mind can conceive. You can achieve anything you can conceive. So if you think it, you can make it happen. But there's the gap. How do you move from, I want to have this many things in my life, this many dollar things in my life? How do I make the transition from, I don't have the things in my life, I am not a happy person, to, I am on my path and earning the things that I want? And you go back to, if it is to be, it's up to me. So, okay, now it's up to me that I get the things in my life that I want. How do I do it? Well, right on the first page of the book is a symbol. looks like a dollar sign, but it's a life path where you follow the six lessons that are in the book and you come to the first one before you get to the lesson is start. You have to decide, A, you're worth it, B, you're in charge of making you happy because, let me be very blunt, if you cannot make yourself happy, you cannot make anybody else happy. 
and most people, especially when I'm working with victims of domestic violence, they all, almost to the person, whether it's men or women, you ask them, why do you think this happened and what do you want in your life? main question was, what do you want to have in your life? I just want to help people. And naturally, this is my unprofessional, untrained professional opinion of helping people, is that helping people is what leads these people to become victims because they overlook the short side of people, of others but they don't look inward to themselves to see those same shortcomings. And it sometimes allows them to become a victim. I mean, that's what the predator person is looking for in them because they know that they can be a little edgy and that person will try to help them and then they weave their web that brings people down, that leads to victim them becoming a victim. And what I have to teach them is I have to get back to them understanding that they're in charge of their happiness. I I was given a class last night when it's very it's so uplifting when you talk to people and they finally get it. They finally say what you're saying, Tom, is that I am in charge of my own happiness and the way I can make this happen is if I just write it down. And I've talked to them many times, and I say, one of the lessons that was taught to me is if you take care of yourself and make you happy, then from your largesse, from the excess that you have, you will be able to help other people. But if you go to help other people before you've taken care of your own food, clothing, and shelter, until you've done that, You cannot work on other people. You cannot reach out to other people and help them unless it's part of your plan to improve your own position. So these are just life lessons that I'm trying to pass on. And one of the things that we were talking about yesterday in our our group was uh, how a person, uh, a mother was asked by the son, how can I be successful when I grow up? And the mom said, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase through some of this, is that you have to be like a pencil. And the little kid says, well, what do you mean like a pencil? I mean, what's a pencil got to do with it? He said, well, if you look at a pencil and you put it on your table in front of you, by itself it can't do anything. But in the hand of somebody... That means be you becoming part of a team. You have the pencil by itself is is ready to go. But when somebody else picks it up, which is you picking it up and you writing with it, you can do several things. But one of the things that you find out is you have to press hard. I mean, if you just pick up the pencil and you write in the air, nothing is happening. But if you put it on paper or any other material that will accept the lead pencil, you write on that and you can start reaching and manipulating things in your own mind. Your mind will see what you're saying. 
that's what they call your mind's eye. So as you start looking through this and you start seeing the pencil work, it's in the hand of somebody, it's being pressed hard. That means you have to work. Then you have to look at it and say, well, every now and again, you have to go through some painful sharpening. Ooh, that means when we get a little lazy and we get out of shape and we don't feel like doing anything anymore, is that where we want to be? No, we have to go through this painful sharpening where we look at our mistakes and we try to correct them. We don't look at a mistake and we say, well, I didn't do that. That's not my fault. Yes, I'm here. I'm in a shelter. Uh, No, I didn't plan to be in a shelter, but I am, and through no fault of my own, here I am. None of that's going to work. It's when we decide that we're in charge of us And if we're in a shelter, or if we're unemployed, or if we're this or we're that, don't look to the government to help you. Look for you to help you. How do you want to get out of it? And so what I try to do is get people to visualize how do they get out and where do they want to go. It's not just, I want out of this situation. How do I get to the next situation? First of all, i got to know where that situation is. So back to the pencil idea is that you you look you work with other people, you form teamwork, you learn to press hard and work hard. You learn that you have to admit mistakes and you have to be go through painful sharpening. That means when you have a mistake, don't look at it and say, Oh, I made a mistake, my life is over. No. I made a mistake, I own up to it, and I figure out how not to do that again. And another thing about mistakes I would like to point out is if you don't make any mistakes, you're not doing enough. So don't look at a mistake as as a failure. The failure comes from not looking at the mistake, owning it, and figuring out how not to do that again or how to do that a different way in a different time when when the situations are different. So you want to look at mistakes as benchmarks to see that you're making progress. I'm not telling you to go out and make every mistake you can make. I'm telling you just when you do make a mistake, own up to it, take take the insight, and then be able to move on. So the idea is that with like with the pencil, it's how do you how do you get these innate abilities to be like a non uh, an inanimate object like a pencil one of the things i did with my own children is when they were young they were fighting in the backyard so i went out and they were i asked them why they were had the argument and i let each one talk well why are you fussy okay they said what their problem was each one of them talked and then i asked well is there any way that you guys could work together? And they said, well, no, I want the toy now. So we went back and forth with that. And so went in the house and had them get, each go in and get a pencil, a regular long pencil, number two, yellow pencil. And I said to my, one, my oldest daughter, who was basically in charge of the, of the little group, I said, here, break this. And so, with no problem, she just took it and snapped it. She was about eight years old. And then I gave her 
three pencils. And they handed those to her. I said, break these. And try as hard as she could. She could not even bend them. And what I was pointing out is that there's power in working with other people. There's strength in working with other people. But you have to know what you have to give to that group because the group is not going to be sustainable if you don't do your part and you know what you expect from the other people around you. So this is not in any way conflict with if it is to be, it's up to me. And then I tell you, you need to work with other people. No, these are the same thing. The first part, if it is to be, it's up to me, gets me to know who I am and what I want from being in the group and what I'm willing to give up to be in the group so that we can all work together. And then expressing that to the group so they don't take it as a shock or they figure, oh, well, you're not putting in enough effort for this group so you can't be in it. That is, Those are some of the things that I want you to think about. Uh, and again, with the autistic, I want to go back to that. You see I'm skipping around today because I don't have my my partner, Terry, here to help me. So uh, we're just trying to work through this. Um, but I really want you to think about uh, going to our website, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, and look at it and see how uh, you can benefit if you do if you do need something if you're if you're all happy and uh life is treating you perfectly and not making you pay your own way uh then you don't need to listen to any of this stuff but if you're like a lot of us and things aren't going the way you want and you're not doing the things that you think you're capable of then I'd like to invite you to go to to success or failure and look up our our website successorfailure.org and read through the information read some of the the clips you can download the book it it comes in an e-version and I'll guarantee you if if you're not satisfied with with the book or think it didn't help you uh I will give you 3 months of of mentoring. You can contact me at successorfailure.org at any time, uh, Tom at successorfailure.org, and just let me know what your problem is. Write down how do I do this, or I've tried this and it didn't work. What do I need to do? Or if you go into the next step, uh, I am a uh, certified SCORE mentor, and uh, if you have a reason to be in business or want to think about being in business. If you can't get a job, you might as well start a business. And that means you're going to work more than if you had a job. But that's, that's the other side. That That's where if it is to be, it's up to me, will really come out and you can figure out how to work that out. So some of the things that we're, we try to talk to people about in the book, oh, and I want to give you the phone number here. If you have any questions while I'm on the air, and I'll probably be on for another 15 minutes, um, if you have uh, any questions, you can call in right now to 1-917-388-4162. So that's 1-917-388. 
1-800-242-5262. And if you call in um, while I'm on the show, I'll be very happy to answer any of your questions or or uh, be able to help you uh, as as to answering any of your questions. That's really what what we're looking at. So, what uh, one of the things that I'm working with the group at at Eve's place and and for, with victims of domestic violence and being in the shelter, and I always ask them, "Do you have a written plan?" And they say, "Well, well, I've written some things, or I've done that in the past." And I said, "How did it work for you?" Well, it worked for a while, and you know, then I got busy and. So they didn't go back to the plan. See, it's not like like a map where you plan to go on a vacation and you take out a paper map and you you look at it. Then you say, I'm in Phoenix and I want to go to New York City. And then you figure out how to get there. You can do that online now. You just type it, type. And uh, they'll give you waypoints and all kinds of different it, attractions along the way and mileage and everything that you need to know where gas stops are, it all comes up to you right on your on your laptop. Well, that's kind of in the same genre of, of thought process of having a plan and say you get halfway, but then you decide, well, I know I was planning to be in New York another three days, but I'm not gonna make it, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay here and see what happens. Well your plan didn't call for that. So the things that you were going to do in New York are going to fall by the wayside. The reservations you made have to be canceled, different things. That's how life is. If you don't show up on your on your scheduled appointment in your business plan, you're not making the progress you need, and what happens is time goes by. And what do we get? Older. What do we not have? the benefits that we would have had if we were productive in the time past. Now, life is what I tell people is life is not a dress rehearsal. We don't get to go through, make all these mistakes and feel bad about things and wail at at the lost opportunities. Oh, back in 10 years ago, I was making all this money and I had this great job. But then the company went broke. That's like some people that work in the state government or different government jobs, and they don't understand why all of a sudden they get laid off. I got this great job. I got this great pension. But now I'm laid off. Well, if they make more than the people in the private sector and have greater pensions, then maybe there isn't enough money in the private sector to support them. So your plan has to change as the economies change, as the government takes from our children's money, like this debt that we have built up. Uh, that's one of the things that somebody's got to pay for it at some time. And, you know, what you got to do is be prepared that life isn't going to be as easy as it used to be. Tomorrow's not as easy as today unless you have a plan that allows you to adapt to move forward into those different areas. So one of the things that you might think about doing in in doing your business plan, and as I said, I I do my business plan here for Sun City Country Club. I I do that on 
an annual basis with a six-month update. So every six months I will look at it and make an update to it and then be able to move forward. But uh, that's one of the things that you have to decide is how do you break your financial need? And I work with the victims all the time. And one of the biggest things they're looking for is how do I get back in the workforce? How do I get a job if I don't have a job and like that? So I can talk to them about how to go to an interview or I can talk to them about different things like that. But I say it doesn't do any good unless you actually sit down and start start promise yourself at least a half hour every day to work on the plan of deciding what is it that you want? What do you want to do? Where do you want to be in five years? And next, how do I get it? If the lifestyle I want is going to cost me $5,000 a month to have the house I want, the car I want, my kids going to the proper schools, living the good life, that's going to take me five years. What? What? I want to be there in five years. Now, I can only make 2000 a month now. Well, how do I move up to five? That's called the gap. How do I fill the gap? A, you start looking for other people that can help you. Now you say, well, if it is to be, it's up to me. That doesn't mean I don't work with other people. It means I become part of a team if it fits in my plan. I become part of a team that is greater than the sum of the of the parts. So that means if you have four people that want to reach the same kind of a goal and none of the people can reach it by themselves, you band together in what's called, Napoleon Hill in uh, Think and Grow Rich calls it a mastermind group. So what you do is you try to set up a mastermind group, find somebody to work with after you get your stuff together and you, you're trying to figure out how to close that gap Work with other people to see how to put things together. That's how companies are formed. I mean, when Bill Gates was in his little garage, he wasn't in there by himself. He did have other people helping him, and he went to other places to get information. He had a father that was fairly well off and wanted him to be a lawyer, but he decided uh, Microsoft had a little bit more uh, of a challenge for them and an opportunity. So these are things that that come about because you make a plan and then you start working your plan. So um, the the thing is that you set up this mastermind group, you get yourself with people that want to move forward. If you look at your friends now and you're all unemployed and none of you has a job in your immediate horizon, get new friends. Or at least exit from that group of people because they're really not your friends. They're just a group of people that you're commiserating with. So you need to get with people that want to be like you want to be. They are like you want to be. And then you move up and become a valuable part of that group. Uh, so one of the things that we do here, I mean, I, I'll change subject again a little bit. Uh, 
one of the things that we do, we try to offer um, free classes to people who wish to end their financial need as they think and plan to succeed. We teach people to develop themselves to be producers, not consumers. When the government says it's your duty to go out and spend money, it isn't your duty to do that. It's their duty to run the government and supply us with protection and the ability to exercise our free right as long as it's not impacting other people negatively. That's all government is supposed to do. But they've decided that they want to have, you know, be a nanny state and take care of all of our needs, which is a wonderful operation. Tell the people that they're getting the money from decide to move offshore and change nationalities. So you've got to figure these things out for yourself. Uh, we also work... so. If you get a copy of our book, even if you don't buy it, if you just go through the website and look at questions and you want to be helped, I have no problem. You just I don't look at my email list and say, oh, this person didn't buy a book, so I'm not going to respond to them. I mean, that's ridiculous. If you If you can't afford the book, then what you should do is get together with a group and, and all buy one, download one. It's like two uh, Starbucks coffees. You can download one for less than $10. So you get that and you figure out, how is this going to help me? It doesn't help you being a book laying on the shelf. It helps you by you reading it and you taking control and understand, if it is to be, it's up to me. I have to write down what I want out of my life and what I will, am willing to give to get. Now, I'm working with one, one of the ladies in the shelter, and she wants to have a home for homeless people. And so she's going to start out with a small, maybe a five-bedroom, and move into a semi-upscale neighborhood. So she has all these problems of... You know, how do I do it? How do I get control of a house? How do I this? How do I that? I just said, you sit down and you write down what are all the things you need. Don't list them as problems. What do you need in order, if you had your house that was for homeless people, where would it be? What color is it? How many bedrooms does it have? How many people live in a room? How do you get food for them? All the things that you'd have to do in what? A plan. And you write it down. And she said, well, I've, I've started that, but I keep running into these problems of I need money for this. I said, that's not the point. The point is, once you find out how much money you need, then you can go find ways to augment that. I mean, as far as the food goes and as far as the house payment goes and as far as how do you get support, there's different agencies, there's different places that you can that you can take overflow from that that will help you help them. And so there's different things that, that can be worked out as you're trying to help other people. If you don't have it from your own money, then you can go out and ask for donations for it. So the object is how do you put these things together? She's now She's been working on her plan for about three months, and I talked to her last night. She's absolutely ecstatic. She has figured out 
how she's going to be able to exactly what town she wants to be in, what kind of a house. And guess what? She found another person that will that is doing what she wants to do and is willing to mentor her. So the person says, yes, I'll train you, but you have to come and work for me for free, and I'll teach you anything you want to know. Now, guess what? She figured out that, okay, she can keep her present job, but because we all a job takes about 10 hours a day, that leaves you 14 hours to sleep and do the things that work toward getting you what you want. So how do you do that? How do you do that? You write it down. You make a real tight time schedule. You start filling in the blanks, and you work to achieve the things that you need to do. So these are some of the things that I want you to think about. Um, We're offering mentoring uh, to assist people that want to put in the effort to reach success. I will work with anybody I see that is working to help themselves. Now, I've had people say, oh, well, if I do this, would you hire me to... No, that isn't what I'm doing. I'm not here to be a charitable foundation. What I'm here to do is I'm raising money to help autistic kids. That's a, a passion that I have personally. That's one of the That's the charity that I work on. I work with individuals who will want to help themselves and go the extra mile. So when somebody says, oh, well, I've written my uh, my business plan, I say, fine, send it to me, and I'll, re- I'll mentor it for you. I will go over it, I'll read it, and make suggestions. Well, oh, oh okay, I'll do that. That means they haven't done it. They haven't written it yet. So your job is to actually do this for yourself. Understand that is it, if it is to be, it's up to me part. That means you got to write your plan. You have to decide what you want your success to be, and you have to be able to put it down on paper so another human being can look at it and say, well, that's really dumb. Why did you do this? It's all on paper, so you take your pencil and you erase the part that doesn't work, and then you press hard on the paper, and you write in things that will work because you made a mistake. Big deal. Who cares? You admit the mistake. Yes, I made that mistake. Sorry. How do you want me to fix it? Not. Not. No, that was <clears throat> that wasn't my fault. No, you do it the other way. Yes, it's my fault. How do you want me to fix it is the answer to that question. And that's one of the ways that you'll get around a lot of the problems that you have as you're going on. Now, I'm going to, since I didn't get any calls from you all today, uh, and I do know that we had a lot of people visit us last week and look at our our, uh, blog talk radio. The thing is that uh, I want to thank all of you joining me today and I want to wish Terry most success in in his new job. I do know that uh, the school district that is getting him for the next year is going to be very fortunate. He's really a wonderful, well-appointed gentleman. He's 
he's really uh, going to help that school district, and that means the kids will get a lot of stuff. Uh, we hope you all will join us next month at 9 o'clock on the last Wednesday of each month or any time. You can go on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Boomer and Babe. If you go to that website, you'll be able to see all of our shows are archived. We've been doing this for quite a while, and sometimes I'll have guests, and sometimes I'll just be here talking to you, even though you're. I hope you're listening, and I'm just not being able to get feedback from you. Uh, but again, it's www blogtalkradio.com backslash boomer and babe. That's where you can uh, see our, uh, hear our shows. You can do that at any time. But every Wednesday, last Wednesday of the month, I'm here. And hopefully next month Terry will be able to because today he had it was his first day at work. But maybe I can get an hour out of him uh, next month so that we can all join together. Okay, um, in the meantime, feel free to comment, and you can uh, join in the, the discussion uh, and contact us uh, at successorfailure.org. My personal email address there is tom at successorfailure.org. And once again, this is Tom Legring reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours. Thank you very much. been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.